Oh boy, here we go for the Tuesday show. Stretches back, stretches back, stretches back. I was out yesterday. We ran a best of. If you could tell by the effing Christmas production that ran saying I'd be back after the new I don't know what the hell that was. We were supposed to run clips of old shows. We ran a bunch of crap saying I was out for the holidays. It's not a holidays, it's effing May. Kick me in the nuts. Stretch can't be gone for an effing day around here without everything falling apart. I'll tell you that much. I am back, and I am angry, and I am fired up, and I am still pissed off, and I am still in the middle of the ultimate work grind of my effing old fart-ass life, and I am not effing happy about it. I am making changes. There will be changes to everything in Stretch's life coming in the next uh, couple of weeks. I will make some announcements here on the radio very, very soon, but stuff will change here on the radio, and stuff will change in my uh, real job life as well. I am reclaiming my life. I am burnt and fried, and I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my entire life, and I'm old as hell. There's, it, it just can't continue like this. So that's coming. Uh, get ready for it. But let's talk about this in the meantime, in between time. There is a lot to get into today. Coming up in moments, we will get down with Mr. Chase Sexton, and Chase literally is going to find out during this interview, it's right after the race at the press conference. Just know how it works. The 450s race, they get off, they go back to their trailer, they high-five, they bro down, they run their asses back to the press room, and then they always start the press conferences with the 450 riders. So Chase didn't even know what had happened to Eli. He knew Eli had pulled off the race. He didn't know if it was mechanical or injury. He had no idea. And so he finds out during the interview that uh, Eli's done. It's basically he's going to be the new champ. It's crazy. You also have... Uh, more interviews coming up this week. We will also get down with Kenny Roxon, who made a huge announcement yesterday, and he's not going to race the outdoor season. Basically, no one is going to race the first at least three or four races of the outdoor season, maybe more. I mean, let's just go down the list. Eli Tomac gone for the entire year in outdoor. Cooper Webb gone for the first probably four or five races in the outdoor, maybe more. Justin Barsha probably gone for the first four or five races in the outdoor. We don't even know what's going on with uh, Marvin Muscan because he's been hurt all season. I don't know if he's racing outdoor or not. Kenny Roxon made the announcement he's never racing outdoor again. He's now a world supercross dude. Max Anstey's a supercross dude. So he's now going overseas to do supercross as well. And Jason Anderson going to miss the first couple rounds of the outdoor season. Uh, who am I missing here? Basically, you're going to have Chase Sexton. It'll be nice to see Jet Lawrence up in the 450s. And you're going to have Adam C. and Cirillo. And that's Elliot. Christian Craig is down. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Malcolm Stewart is still down. AP will probably be back. We'll have AP. But it's crazy. There's almost no one. Last year, we had Ryan Dungey, but then he re-retired. So going to be a very interesting first round of the outdoor season as we get into that. Also going to be hard to pick your picks as degenerate gamblers that we are here at the 49. Me and the Numb Nuts crew. Alright, going into that, I will tell you, we've got a lot of stories to talk about, and then uh, there's going to be one, okay, right after, I'm going to play Chase Sexton interview next, and then I'm going to break it down, and how the silver lining of the Eli thing, and there is no real silver lining, it's still very, very tough to swallow. I, I, I can't imagine being close to Eli at this point, because just as a fan, as an outsider, 
I'm absolutely devastated. It's it's insane this happened and when it happened and how it happened. It's just crazy. So we're going to talk about the silver lining of it all. And but by the way, the silver lining is that Stretch was right. If you heard the Moto Show on Sunday at all, they were all pissy and pouty. And I was like, wow, I'm amazing. And right when it happened, I was like, damn, I'm amazing. Don't get me wrong. I was bummed from the get-go that Eli might be done for his career. That's devastating. But Stretch is amazing. That's the one thing I know. The silver lining of everything. And then I got a whole bunch of BS stories that I'll get into. Because this is what I do the best is just BS. So get ready. Chase Sexton coming up in moments. Then the insanity that is Stretch and being just awesome and right. And that'll be after that. So get ready. Strap it in. Let's go. It's the Tuesday show. Kind of like a Monday show here on a Big 49. Big 49, it is Stretch Show, and right now we are sitting down with the dude from HRC Honda that has been putting it down hard as we get to the end of this Supercross season, and I don't know uh, how to explain it, but but Jay Sexton, it looks like you are going down as the 2023 Supercross champion with Eli Tomac going down tonight. Uh, walk us through what you knew was going on out on the track. Obviously, you didn't know what happened. You didn't know if he crashed or uh, mechanical or what was going on. But walk us through this crazy night out there where you now have taken the points lead in the championship for the 450 class. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely tough uh, to kind of – not to swallow, but to comprehend. I honestly didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if his bike was broke or yeah. broke a wheel or something. So um, I just found out after the race that he hurt his ankle. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation on what actually happened um, as far as muscle damage-wise. But uh, for me, I just wanted to capitalize when I saw that he obviously <clears throat> was going backwards. And yeah. obviously, that's not the way you want to um, see someone go out, especially yeah. someone like Eli. He's so gnarly, and he's been not super, super gnarly the last couple of years. And... Um, yeah, obviously a great competitor, and I love racing him. So tough way to see him go out, and, uh, yeah, definitely wish him the best. And for me, my my game plan stays the same, and that's uh, what I'm looking at right now. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you're aware or not, it's not an ankle. Eli ended up blowing his Achilles out, so he will not be lining up next week, which means you are the champion. There's no one that can catch you now after getting the win tonight and in the points. You are it. All you got to do is show up next Sunday and be crowned 2023 champion. Has that not sunk in yet, or are you just being humble in light of the tragedy that just happened to Eli Tomac? I mean, yeah, it hasn't really sank in, and um, yeah. I don't know. It's like I said, you never know until you get to the last race. I didn't, I haven't heard anything, obviously. So, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I've yeah. obviously been saying that it's just never over till it's over, and yeah. um, it's 17 races, so it's it's tough to see Eli go out like that. Like I said, and yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 definitely a little bit weird um, coming in, being so far down. And just hope, not hoping that anything would go wrong, but hoping I just go out there and put my best foot forward and win these last few races and see what happened. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess really the mindset stays the same, but we'll see um, in the coming week what, what goes on. And, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how, what to say at this point. I understood. I completely get that. But, you know, let's go back to the heat race. The heat race was you and Eli really battling. Eli hadn't got the injury yet. You guys went at it. You got the better of him. 
And really, there was a point just a few weeks ago that it's like, all right, Chase Sexton's out of it. It's between Cooper and Eli. Now both of them have gone down. And you, in that time, just stayed consistent, stayed fast, and are now you know going to end up being the, the champion and fought your way back into this. So congratulations is in order for that. But uh, walk us through the heat race. Let's talk about that heat race where you and Eli were matched up and you guys were really going at it. And you ended up getting the better of them in that heat race tonight when everyone was healthy. Um, yeah, the, the heat race with Eli was, was fun. Um, him being out front, I always kind of had the uh, opportunity to look at lines and yeah. just sit back a little bit and take my time. And once I kind of got into a flow, I caught him and got by him. And then he just kind of got behind me and followed my lines and was able to stick with me. Yeah. And then I got into uh, a few lappers and it was just, it was an interesting race. I, like I said, I love racing Eli. He's super yeah. clean and He's a bulldog, man. He he won't give up, and it uh, it was a good heat race. Obviously, yeah. I want to be if I'm in a race, I want to win. And having Eli in the heat race is not that it points matter, but it yeah. is nice to go out there and um, get in front of the guy you uh, you have to beat. So yeah. that was uh, positive, and yeah, it's it's never over till it's over, and that's something I've said for the last three three or four races. So. Um, obviously, we have another round, and we'll see what goes on. All right, Chase, uh, talking about it's never over till it's over. Everyone was counting you out. Like I said, it was, oh, it's going to be Cooper and, and Eli, and then now they're both down, and you're here. And time after time, you were still getting on the podium. You were winning. You were looking flawless. You were riding better than we've seen you ride ever in your career on a Supercross track, and you seemed really dialed in, and even though it seemed like you were out of it, you were able to just stay focused, stay positive, and win your way back to this championship. So what does that say for you on your mental toughness and, and what you had to go through to get to this point? Because it's it's a testament to you definitely having matured and come into your own as a rider and now as a champion here in the 450s. Uh, yeah, it's it definitely was not easy at all. I. Yeah. I've said before it's it's tough to even when those were going on to even go on my go on my phone, yeah. um, just between people texting me trying to help or everyone having their own opinions on what what my problem was. Yeah, and then going on Instagram, social media, just seeing the uh, comments and it was just it was tough. Honestly, it, it kind of weighed a toll on me and I got a little bit negative middle of that season and some of those crashes I think were caused just by being negative and not having confidence in myself, knowing that yeah. I can win these races and I think just having that break after uh, Seattle having another crash while leading I needed something just to clear my head I didn't ride really at all that week I didn't train I just told myself I got I need a break and then okay. I went <clears throat> hung out in uh, Santa Barbara um, where my trainer is and I just kind of reset and came back did some testing and from here on out it's been super solid those those yeah. race wins definitely helped the confidence yeah. and uh yeah, it's just you gotta you gotta push through that. Like I said, when the when that stuff was going on, you gotta try and stay positive. And I knew I could dig myself out of it, and it was just a matter of time. And let's talk about that. When you needed an escape, you went to your trainer and you trained. And that's one thing about you: you are not your typical Supercross athlete. And you are pride yourself on your training. And let's face it, you're the only guy that hasn't been hurt this year. You're the only guy that survived this brutal 17 round season. And, and here you are, you're going to go out on top, like walk us through what you do and what the, you know, your, your off track training uh, has to do with where you are right now. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I really think <clears throat> having 17 races, yeah. it, 
all the training that I do during the off season is to be durable and try and be able to last through 17 races. And for me, that's been the biggest thing. I've had some big get offs in the last few few years. And I don't think honestly, without my training program, I'd be able to get up from those um, and keep racing. So you got to be durable. And that's, like I said, that's why I do the hard work during the off season and go to the gym and people say I'm too bulky, too big, but, um, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it's what I do. I, I try and do my hard work and try and be durable in those situations. And okay. it, uh, yeah, in 17 races, you, you need that. All right, let's talk about this podium tonight. It's you, your former teammate, Kenny Roxon, and Adam C. and Cirillo, but you guys have a history. You guys go way back as riders. Like, uh, walk us through just uh, how weird it is to be at this point at the end of the season with these two guys next to you right now. Yeah, um, I moved to Florida in 2016 and uh, moved to Claremont, obviously, which is the pretty much the hub of moto at this point. Yeah. And uh, I started riding at the. It was called this. Oh, it was called the Nest at the time with uh, these two. Um, that was when Kenny 2016. I don't know if you did. You win a few races that year. I don't know. He won a few races that year. So, and then obviously Adam. Um, <clears throat> Adam was kind of. I feel like I was closer, obviously, with Adam at the beginning just because uh him and i had similar interests we played golf a lot together and uh you guys were dorks back then yeah <laughs> we were and uh so adam and i hung out a lot yeah. and honestly i was i was i looked up to both of them and i was really intimidated of, of ken just because he was he was winning every race pretty much and it was yeah. a little bit hard to come up to him and start talking yeah. to him so Ab and I were close, and then he kind of took I wasn't off. intimidating. He wasn't as my, intimidating. My results didn't intimidate you. <laughs> no. no, I mean, at that point, you were kind of like, you didn't really hit your prime until I was like pro, basically. So it was kind of cool to see Adam 2019. And saying I've peaked already. No, no, no. I'm saying you were in your... You, Come on, guys. I'm not saying. I, I didn't mean I'm that. I'm kidding. But Adam in 2019, obviously, the outdoor championship was so gnarly. Wow. and. To yeah. see him do that was awesome, especially after how that Supercross series ended. Yeah. And obviously with Ken and his injuries, it's just been – it's. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen these guys go through a lot, and I've obviously had my own ups and downs. And now with Kenny, Adam moved to California went to the dark side. So <laughs> Kenny and I are on, in Florida, and yeah. we've been hanging out a lot. And yeah. it's pretty cool just because we don't talk about dirt bikes. And okay. we honestly – Every time I go down to the line, like one thing I look forward to is talking to either Adam or Ken. It's just nice to have friends down there and um, just it feels more comfortable, I should say. Yeah, relaxing. Very cool. Uh, it's cool to see, and congratulations to all three of you guys for uh, just uh, finishing the year strong and, and still being upright, man, because that really seems to be what it's all about in this sport. Uh, let's talk about that a, a little bit too, Chase. You kind of had that rocky ground in the middle of the season, started strong, uh, started having some crashes, some mistakes, kind of took you out of the running, everyone thought. You got back in, you stayed positive. But how important was it for you? Uh, I mean, obviously you're going to win the championship now, but just mentally to click off those wins. You've got four out of the last seven races you have won. So a very, very strong finish to this season. And, and you know, it's going to pay off with a championship here. So how important was it to get just onto the you know that track of winning again? Definitely, I middle of the season when I was having those mistakes, I was like, man, yeah. can I can I even win a race? Like, <laughs> I know I can go fast enough to yeah. win, but can I put it together? And uh, it was it was tough. I uh, yeah. like I said, it was a lot of a lot of hard times with myself <laughs> at night, just by myself and being yeah. negative. But 
I think, like I said, I turned around after Phoenix. I won Atlanta, and that was a huge race for me. Yeah. Um, just being solid the whole main event, and then it's kind of just uh, bled over into these these wins. And it's uh, it's never easy. And winning races in this class is super super tough. And wow. uh, yeah. man, I, like I said, I'm I'm really happy with how I've been riding. I just feel uh, complete as a rider at this point. Nice. Um, at least more complete than I have been. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I want to get better and. Seeing all those stats with Eli having 50 wins, I mean, that's super motivating, and he's got a long road ahead of me. So that's obviously something I want to kind of chase, try and get as many wins as I can, and um, yeah, I just... Every win means a lot to me. All right. Well, congratulations, man, for the grit and perseverance on this season and fighting your way back. And now you're going to end up with a championship. Congratulations to HRC. Like, I don't know. I'm going to have to get into the history books here and see. I don't know the last time that a manufacturer's won all three championships in a Supercross season. So we'll look back and figure that one out. But, man, congratulations to you, Chase. It's really, really great to see. Uh, You got vindication. I got vindication as the greatest radio psychic because I predicted this before the season started. And here we are um, one more week, and you will be crowned the champion. So congratulations. Well-deserved. I am stretched. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, being a sports dad is pretty awesome. You got to go give your kid all that you can to see them be the best. So you got something to brag about. And you got to love it when you are, well, the king of moto broadcasting. I'm talking about the Weege, of course, Jason Wyget. His kid raced in the KTM Juniors in Denver over the weekend. And I like to see the uh, videos that Weege put up beforehand of his kid out getting trained by Justin Brayton. Like, yeah, I, I know. I got connections, man. I'm going to have my kid trained with some of the best ever. Way to go, Weege. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. I do say, do you have any gray poupon? I don't know if you guys are aware. There was a coronation of sorts over the weekend when a king was crowned. That king was Sir Stretch the First. Yes, indeed he do. The king was crowned. And let me just be the first to say thank you to me. I did this all by myself, um, and everyone can suck it, especially Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle. All of you can especially suck it, you peasants. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, Stretch has tarot cards, and you know what? Stretch is uh, uh, very humble when it comes to the tarot cards, because I take that crap incredibly seriously. I'm very into that, uh, that sort of stuff, into paranormal, into uh, mystical, spiritual things. And I've had tarot cards for a very long time, and I've messed around with them. And the way I see it is you use the tarot cards. You know nothing. You do. In fact, I tried my best to screw up my predictions when the tarot cards were trying to speak to me when I did my pre-2023 Supercross predictions for the championship with the tarot cards. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, three giant douchebags named Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle all would mock me and call me Miss Cleo and make fun of me and try to stop whenever I would talk about the tarot cards and try to blow past it. But I will not be deterred. Being Stretch, the greatest and most gifted psychic on the radio in the history of ever. 
and I've I've claimed that for a long time because I knew it. Now it's just been, well, it's all been verified. Stretch said, no, let me rephrase that. King Psychic Stretch the first said, before the first gate drop in the 2023 season, Stretch said, let's go to the tarot cards and see who's gonna win this season. And I did a little profile on a handful of riders. The three riders that came up the most prominent were Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb had a really good reading, and Mr. Chase Sexton. When I went to the cards to find out who would win the Supercross season, the cards clearly told me Chase Sexton would be your 2023 Supercross champion. And I made that bold prediction right then and there, and that's who I went with. In fact, I gotta tell you, being that the uh, numbnutses were in my head calling Miss Cleo and making fun of me and mocking me, when I interviewed Chase right before Anaheim won, I didn't say to him that I pulled the tarot cards. I didn't say, you are my pick to win it all this year. I told him that in the interview. I, I might pull that clip up because I'm going to gloat on this for a while. So I'm probably going to pull that out and play that clip later. And I told him that. I also, though, the next week in San Diego, or two weeks in San Diego, I told Jason Wyget, the Weege, the greatest moto broadcaster ever, ever to live, the Weege, I told him, I went to, uh, 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 I said, I didn't tell him I did it, but I said, we had a, a psychic or we had tarot cards tell us, Chase Sexton's going to win this whole thing. And he looked at me like I was insane and then kept going with the interview. You know why? Because Weege is a pro. Weege isn't a douchebag like Moto Man, Jason from HYR and Bookie Kyle. He didn't stop to laugh at me. He just looked at me like I was crazy and then let me have my moment of crazy and continued on. Well, who's crazy now, Mr. Weech? That's what I say. Who's Miss Cleo now, Moto Man, Kyle, Jason? Oh, yeah. The great one is here. You guys are in the presence of greatness. And I will tell you this. It seemed improbable. I was like, well, Chase had a really good run. And it seemed like Chase was going to possibly do it, but it didn't happen did not happen and I'm like damn Chase is on fire and then he had a bunch of crashes and it's like it was over it was done he had Cooper ahead of him and Eli ahead of him but he stayed just consistent persistent and he kept the hammer down and he kept trying he kept trying he stayed positive and then bad things happened Coop went down two weeks ago then uh, Eli went down in a freak accident over the weekend in Denver with a ruptured Achilles and now Chase Sexton shows up on Sunday in Utah Rides the track and is your 2023 Supercross champion. And Kenny F. and Roxon kickstart Kenny. Takes second place. I think Eli will fall to third. Having not raced the final two rounds. Shows you what, what a freaking stud Eli is. Cooper, uh, may he may fall the way back to five or six because he missed three rounds. Insane. So the tarot cards are real. Stretch is the most gifted radio psychic. and I, I am not gifted. I, let me rephrase. Let me be humble here. I know that's not against against everything in my fiber. But uh, I will say, Stretch knows nothing. The cards know. The power knows. The universe knows. And they just tell me. And I tell you what to say. I'm even going to tell you how when I pulled the card on Eli Tomac and it came up heartache. And I read around it and I was trying to read around it to like heartache. Like, I don't get it. Like, what's happening? 
And then I'm like, is he going to have a crash? And then I tried to predict around what the cards were telling me, but the cards were telling me heartache. Can you think of anything more heartache than what happened last weekend? It was right there. He just had to show up the last two races and ride, and then he gets a possibly career-ending injury, not even crashing. A non-crash injury. It was crazy, and, and, and I am still sick of uh, of just how awful it is of what happened to Eli Tomac. It is brutal. I love that guy. That is my favorite rider out there. I love everything about that guy, and I wish him the best, and I hope he comes back. I really want to see him come back and race, but devastating news. But uh, Stretch is, well, he's the greatest radio psychic in the history of ever, 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 ever. So when the tarot cards come out, uh, I now expect it to be like the old school EF Hutton commercials. When the tarot cards come out, the idiots shut up and Stretch talks and Stretch predicts. And they can all suck my balls because I am the greatest radio psychic ever. Bask in the glory of the coronation of the king. His name is King Fat Stretch the first. Greatest radio psychic in the history of ever. That's a long name, but I'll get used to it. I promise you. So enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy me rubbing uh, my greatness in the face of the peasants who, but did I mention their names are Motoman, Jason, and Kyle? Yes. Get ready for that. I may not be there Saturday for the moto coverage. I'm, I'm still in the th- uh, throes of my insane days. I've, I'm now not working 13-hour days anymore. I'm back to a regular 10. That extra few hours on a, on a 10-hour shift when you do it so many days in a row... Literally, I was getting up, getting dressed, going to work, working, coming home, going to bed, getting up, going. I was doing nothing but sleep. I do that every day anyways, but it didn't allow time for any other job other than my one main uh, job. And that will be changing very soon. I am very happy to announce that it's all changing very soon. I am re... This week has opened my eyes that I have no effing life and I am a miserable SOB and I am reclaiming my life very soon. The psychic stretch is telling you that too. So bask in my glory while you can. I will be back uh, in moments to get into the regular portion of the show where I just tell you stupid things. Like, how about this? Uh, Let's get into your grandparents are boning. And I'm going to tell you, if you're old, how to enjoy sex into your senior years. (laughs) What your grandparents are doing right now. Grandma's getting plowed. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. That's what's happening. Get into this coming up. I'm Stretch. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Over the weekend in Spain, history was made in the MXGP when Jeffrey Erlings of the Red Bull KTM team set a new record by getting his 102nd MXGP win of his career. That is pretty amazing, making him the undisputed all-time king of MXGP. Salute to Jeffrey Erlings and the Red Bull KTM team. Can't wait to see how many wins this guy gets before his career is over. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show. It is a Tuesday. I apologize for not being here yesterday. My uh, real job got in the way of, well, my life. And I have clarity. I've had time to think here in the last few days, and everything's changing. I'll lay it out for you here as I get into it. It's it's a few weeks away still till I start 
dropping everything I'm going to do. Ah, boy. But let's get into this one. You got grandma and grandpa. They bone. Your grandparents, they, they bang. They, they get down. Old people, you think they don't, you think they don't, you know, stuff beef? Yeah, they do. Your grandma's probably getting banged by strap-on. You know why? Gr Grandpa's dick may not work. It may not work. And she may just be getting banged by strap-on uh, uh, in her own leisure time in her fold-up retractable bed. Yeah. Found an article, and it was about sex for seniors and how it can be better than sex when you're young, which I find very hard to believe because you can't get in the swing and swing from the chandeliers like you can when you're old. Uh, they give a lot of tips on it. Uh, they say... If you're going to get down and you're elder, get lots of lube. Because here's the deal. Grandpa's junk may not work, at least not full-heartedly. He can get a little blue pill and it can work. And old people have been banging like crazy and getting syphilis and all kinds of crazy STDs in the last decade or so, thanks to the little blue pill. Well, but there's not a little pill for uh, Grandma's vajay, and she may need some lube. So they got to lube up Grandma. Grandpa might, might need to get a, a pill. And they say, and by the way, if he, if he doesn't, there's no shame in that game. If Grandpa can't get it up, maybe he just gets a sex toy. I'm just reading straight from the article. They say, slow your roll. Because, by the way, you don't want to have a heart attack. How many times have you heard about a dude banging a hooker and dropping dead right there? Because of heart racing? Because he's trying to put it down for, for some strange. You don't got to put it down for Grandma. You've been banging her for like 65 years or something like that. Her uh, expectation bar is low, so you don't got to put it down and try to perform. D don't give yourself a heart attack. Same thing with Grandma. Gra Grandma, don't get up there and try to ride a stripper pole. It's that bag of crap you've been married to for 65 years and been banging for the last 70. Yeah, d d don't sweat it, Grandma. Slow your roll. That was number one on the list. Then they say equip the bed. You know why? You, you probably will break a hip. And you can't get in the position, and then you get in the position, and then you get a cramp because, well, you, you don't have the staying power you used to. So they say to get your bed and get, like, foam wedges and things like that and things to prop you up so you don't have to hold yourself so it's not strenuous for you. You can just bend over the pillows and just get plowed from behind. Grandma can just, or Grandpa can just ram Grandma with the big, giant black dildo that he has, and she can like it with all of her lube and everything. So get ready for that. They say stay open for new ways of connecting because, like I said, at some point, one or both of you may not be able to perform. So find other ways to be intimate. Do you love this yet? Do you love this story? Because I love this story. Old people, just imagine that. Old people just slamming it. Here's another one that's very good. You don't have to blame yourself when you can't perform because there's lots of side effects from medication. So check with your doctor and be like, doctor, I've had a boner and like, uh, 23 years and the doctor be like oh yeah that's your uh, blood pressure medicine or whatever medicine or your heart medicine and da 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 and then above all the most important rule on this entire list they say is to expect the best to just be like I'm gonna turn it out I am John Holmes I am gonna put in a porn worthy performance and it's kind of like riding dirt bikes do you ever think in your head how you look on a dirt bike and then maybe see a video and be like my god I can't ride I'm, I'm effing awful yeah, that, that's the same way in bed. You're, you're not good at sex. You think you're good at sex. You think you put it down, but you're not. And then now add 40 years to yourself, and you're really going to be bad. So visualize and actualize that you are going to have a wonderful experience, and you will. Don't get all caught up in your brain, because that'll, that'll 
that'll take the old uh, tree bark down immediately. That thing will wither and die. So get ready. Grandma and Grandpa are banging. They got pills. They can bang, and they can get lube, and they can get sex toys, and they can put prop-up pillows. If you go to your grandparents' house right now, and you walk in, and there's a giant triangle wedge pillow on the bed, just know Grandma's been over that thing just taking it from behind. She's just been getting plowed. Just know that. Know that. I don't want to put that in your head, but I do. You have been scarred, and you're welcome from your friend Stretch here. Actually, I take that back. Uh, Sir King Stretch, the first, the most accurate radio psychic in the history of ever. Now, that's my true full name now. It's gonna look. It's gonna be hard to get that on my driver's license. Man. Ah, oh, boy. It's tough. It's tough being being the best. All right. Let's get into coming up next. How about a story that made me think of myself? Well, everything makes me think of myself. That's awesome. And this story is awesome. Texas high school teen is in big trouble for doing something Stretch did. Only this kid, it shows you how soft kids are. Because this kid put four people in the hospital for doing a very mild version of what Stretch did big time. Sure, Stretch almost got fired for that, and they were trying to fire Stretch, but nobody went to the hospital when Stretch did it. Moto Man can vouch for this, and he will. I promise you, even if he is a turd burglar who uh, tries to poo-poo on my amazing psychic abilities. We will get into this coming up. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. You've been getting ready for the pro motocross outdoor season. Like everybody here at the 49, there is yet another piece of bad news. Yesterday, Kenny Roxon announced he has signed a three-year deal with the World Supercross to go over there and defend that championship he got last year, which says to me, Kenny Roxon's never racing the outdoor season again in his career here in the United States for sure. Now, here's another part of it. You're looking at the top 10 finishers from last year's uh, pro motocross season, and six of the 10 are currently out with injury or retired. So it's crazy how many dudes are not going to be there when we line up for the gate drop at Pala in a few weeks. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show here on a Tuesday. Flying high again. Song dedicated to me, by me. Uh, from the tarot cards, actually. I have the most accurate tarot cards in the world. They tell Stretch what's going on, and Stretch just kind of interprets them. I tried to screw it up, though. I tried to look at it and go, that can't be. There's no way. And then you, you put your emotion in, and it doesn't work. The universe is telling you what the universe is telling you. You just translate it and shut up. All right. Here's a story about something that I once did. Texas high school. Six students taken to the hospital this week. And they couldn't find out what was going on. There was an obnoxious odor in the high school. And the EMTs had to come. People were getting sick. People were just basically barfing their guts out, just grossed out. They were like, this foul odor is disgusting. Was first initially detected on Wednesday when they had to evacuate because they thought there was a gas leak or something like that. Where else could such a foul odor come from? 
They came back to class the next day, and guess what? The odor was so bad, it was still there. Kids kept getting sick because the odor was so bad, and they could not figure out what was going on. That day, six students were hospitalized after suffering severe headaches from the obnoxious odor. The fire chief's like, one of the guys that was in investigating looking for the gas leak that fell ill, the fire chief. Finally, the school said, you know what? Until we find this obnoxious odor, we are shutting down the school. And the fire department went through with all their instruments and they're like, we don't know what's wrong. The, the air quality is fine. There's no gas leak. Everything is fine. We can't figure this out. Well, finally on Friday, consumed with guilt, a student at that school came forward and said, yeah, it was fart spray. It was me. I sprayed it out. It's a gag thing. You spray it, it stinks, and everybody just goes, oh, that's gross, and moves on. They say he acted completely alone. The principal of the school, very upset. He says he promises to address to the fullest extent of the student code of conduct and the laws of the state of Texas what to do to this student. Fart spray. Now, let me tell you what giant pussies all these people are in Texas right now at this high school. Once upon a time, there was a... Well, he he was not quite yet the crowned king, greatest radio psychic in the history of ever. Not yet, but he was on his way. He might have been the crown prince at that point. His name was Stretch. And he worked at a building in Burbank called the Clear Channel Los Angeles World Headquarters. And he did a radio show, and he was damn good at his job. He also was damn good at screwing around. And... They, they hated Stretch because he screwed around so much. And I don't know if you've noticed this. Stretch is not the most humble man in the world. He will gloat at how great he is because he knows how great he is. And he'll tell you how great he is. And if you don't like Stretch, that really rubs you the wrong way. But he does not care. He also speaks of himself in third person. I heard. So here he is. He gets a bottle in the mail. Because people send you everything when you work on the radio. You get free stuff all the time. And I got a package. And it was like, hey, here's some... Uh, fart spray and I'm like well this is cool and I turned around and I walked immediately into the office of our marketing director which I was just going to spray it as I talked to him and then walk out well good news for me he wasn't in his office he was in a meeting so no if you've been around what's crap spray it's not fart spray it's crap it smells like somebody stepped in crap or crapped right in your face when you're around it it's really strong couple sprays well I took the fart spray And I dumped half a bottle into the chair of this man who shall remain nameless, but he could have been known as Robert Lyles. And Robert wore very expensive clothing and was very proud of his incredibly good-looking, well-dressed man, Mr. Robert Lyles. But he was often the object of uh, the pranks of myself and my assistant, Jack. And I say assistant because Jack was not the devil that I was, but he always went along and always helped me out. So... Put about a half a bottle in. About partway through dumping this uh, godforsaken odor onto the desk of Robert Lyles, onto his office chair, I realized I'd made a mistake, that this was way more powerful than I anticipated. And pretty much people were walking the hallways gagging, uh, getting sick, and immediately they came looking for me. And they even searched my desk because they knew I had something. They knew this had to be me, and it was coming for me. And my desk was right outside that of Mr. Robert Lyles the alleged victim. 
And Robert came back from the meeting and sat in his chair, so now <laughs> it was on his body. And I have to tell you, I left the building. I uh, uh, had another accomplice who will remain nameless in this that I gave to them, and I said, take this down to the parking lot, throw it into the back of my truck. I had a pickup truck. Just throw it in the bed and leave it there. Just here you go. And it, I zipped it up in a Ziploc bag, and they went and got rid of it. So when they searched me, I didn't have it. And they were looking to get me. They were looking to uh, exert the full extent of the student code of conduct and Texas slash California law on my ass. And people, no one went to the hospital. The building didn't have to be evacuated. I, Moto was there. I left after I, I started the carnage. I got in my car and went home after they searched me. Moto Man was there and had to deal with it. He knows more than me. Maybe we'll talk about this later. But everyone knew it was me. They just couldn't prove it was me. Statue of Limitations has run out. It's been well over. It's been like 20 years since that happened. So we are all good. But yeah, that, I saw that story coming out of Texas. I'm like, what a bunch of wusses these people in Texas are. I smell fart spray. Take me to the hospital. <laughs> Robert Lyles bathed in that stuff. He's more of a man than any of you people. Giant for jeans. I smelled like it too. I was so close to it and dumped it that I think I just smelled like a turd from there on out. But everything in that building <laughs> smelled like a turd for a while. <laughs> Ah, good times. I am Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a Stretch show here on a freaking Tuesday. Did not have a Monday show. We were running best of yesterday because, well, the king was very busy with his coronation and everything. That would be King Stretch. Most accurate radio psychic ever. Yeah. All right, let's go into... uh, what is happening here I found a story and it made me think of Elvis Presley and then it made me think of myself you know why we're both the king ha! but no seriously I'm not kidding here I'm dead serious the first two people I thought of when I saw this story the FDA the freaking douchebag agency has cleared a brand new toilet seat it's basically a smart toilet seat oh back up Sit the cup down, Tangeray and E.T., I'm effed up now. What did you just say? It's a smart toilet seat. It's called the Kasana's heart seat. Like, wait a minute. And it's designed for people at least 22 years of age that weigh between 90 and 350 pounds. I can even fit on that. And it's a toilet seat with sensors in it. And you sit on it and it measures your vital signs through your ass. As you sit on the toilet seat, your ass is sending great medical data to the Kasana cloud. From there, a designated healthcare provider is able to view the data generated from the three sensors on your keister, which measure the mechanical activity of the heart and electrocardiogram through your butt. Uh, And then it sends it back there and then your doctors can see it. Every time you take a dump, it's monitoring you. And if you're a sit down peer, it's monitoring you then too. They say this toilet seat is going to be available by the end of this year. It has now been approved by the FDA, and it is coming. Say it's able to consistently measure blood pressure, stroke volume, and blood oxygenation when compared with hospital-grade vital signs monitor. It's that accurate, this thing. I'll do your ass. And I thought, wow, if Elvis had one of these, he would have sat on it, and the cloud would have said, hey, man, the king's having a heart attack in here pushing out a growler. And they could have saved Elvis. Elvis might still be alive today, a jolly old man. But no, he died in the 70s. You know why? He didn't have a smart toilet seat to tell people he was having an effing heart attack when he was sitting on the toilet trying to push out a giant turd. 
The king is dead from having a heart attack on the toilet. I wonder though if I sit on the, like, cause you remember, I am a very braggadocious individual if you haven't noticed. And I am a, a very proud of choking toilets, of just taking such a king-sized dump that the toilet can't take it all in one flushing. Sometimes I gotta get my toilet plunger out, turn it upside down, and beat the turd with a stick to get it to flush. That's how impressive the stretch is. I'm the king of that too. I'm the king of the greatest radio psychics in the history of ever. And I also, also, am the king of choking toilets. So I need a smart toilet seat because what if I'm pushing like Elvis? And I just have a grabber and I fall over dead and bear like, man, Stretch has been in there for a long time. Yeah, because he's dead on the toilet. Somebody should check on him. Well, the smart toilet would save your life. I need this. I need this toilet. Every time I, I, I'm going to call my doctor and say, all right, I'm going to take a dump. Get ready. My doctor would be like, F you, you creepy old guy. My doctor's like, I'm not kidding. I think my doctor's in her 20s. Maybe she's in her 30s. Young female, poor thing. She has to deal with me. Great doctor, too. Incredibly thorough. But boy... She is like, oh crap, here comes that fat old creepy guy again. Yeah, that's what happens. I like my doctor though. I also like being the greatest king of all radio psychics ever in the history of ever. Sir Stretch the First. I think that's my name. I changed my name a little bit. And I'm also the king uh, toilet choker as well. Not to be confused with my friends who are the king of chicken chokers. I'm still uh, uh, looking at them and Weege. Weege looked at me cross-eyed. I love Weege. He's my favorite radio broadcaster ever. He is the greatest. By the way, here's a little tidbit for you. So Saturday, I was not able to do Supercross coverage because I was an indentured servant to my real full-time regular job, one of them. And I had forced mandatory overtime that I'm still doing right now, today, as we speak. But... I didn't make it, and I listened to as much as I could, and there's times when I'm covering breaks for other officers where I literally am sitting at a guard booth at a gate, not doing anything, so I can listen at those points. So I got to listen to a lot, and then there's times I'm in my vehicle doing patrols, and I can listen then, too, just have to keep my radio on in case they call me. So if I'm not on any assigned duties, I was able to catch here and there. And I did hear the numbnutses, known as Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle, they all were uh, celebrating that the king was not there that day. King, the king, as in Stretch, the greatest, most accurate radio psychic in the history of ever, and king of the Big 49, and psychic abilities. Well, they thought they would take the time to blow smoke up Daniel Blair's ass. Daniel Blair is possibly the Antichrist of motocross. I'm pretty sure of that. He's a Dallas Cowboy fan, so there's nothing good that comes of that. And uh, Weege is the king. We just appear is the wonderful. We just the man. And they were they were disrespecting my friend Weege by blowing smoke up Daniel Blair's ass and then Eli Tomac got hurt. I think those numbnutses in their evil uh devilish ways as they tried to mock stretch the king greatest radio psychic in the history of ever. They tried to mock stretch by aligning with evil. And the evil is Daniel Blair. What happened? Eli Tomac got possibly a career-ending injury. That's what happened. So if you're a fan right now, feel free at any point to send hate mail to Moto Man, to Bookie Kyle, to Jason from HYR, because I'm pretty sure they brought the bad juju. Like, I brought a demon into the studio and nothing bad happened. I was able to clean that up with a real, with a real uh, witch. I got a witch in and the witch cleaned it up. So that was all okay. 
But now these guys start blowing smoke up Daniel Blair's ass. Eli Tomac blows out his Achilles. Coincidence? I think not. Wouldn't have happened if Stretch was there, because Stretch will not have nonsense uttered on the radio when I am in the room. So if you're looking for someone to blame for the Eli Tomac injury, I blame those three numbnutses. I, I may or may not be back for this weekend. I'm still at a loss. The, the, the life is strange, but we'll find out. But get ready to blame those idiots for everything that went wrong when I wasn't there. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. The Man Urged. Report! Imagine being the biggest nerd on the entire planet and you probably got bullied your entire life and now you're one of the richest dudes in the world and you want to prove that at 38 years old you're a badass? Well, what do you do? Mark Zuckerberg said that during the pandemic he started training jiu-jitsu. In fact, he got pretty good at it too because he entered a tournament in Palo Alto, California over the weekend and he got a gold medal and a silver medal and he beat everyone's ass that he faced and he did it with a gi, he did it with no gi. That's right, Mark Zuckerberg will kick your ass. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu whiz. Hey, something exciting happened in NASCAR over the weekend. Rather than turn left, step on the gas, there was an actual fight on pit row where Ross Chastain and Noah Gragson got into it and one of them threw a big old haymaker over the top, punched the other one in the face, and then it kind of sucked because NASCAR security got in between them and the guy that got punched in the face was really about to beat that other bitch's ass for sucker punching him and they never let him do it, so that was kind of cool. UFC fighter Tony Ferguson is in trouble for something he did right here in Los Angeles Sunday night. They say he was outside a club in West Hollywood when he was driving like a jackass at some point, hit some parked cars and flipped over his Ford F-150 pickup truck. Then he refused to do a sobriety test and all that good stuff and the breathalyzer. So they brought him to jail and guess what? Apparently he was drunk. So now he's up on DUI charges. Way to go, Ferguson, you dumbass. The Man Earth. Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It is a Stretch show. Happy Tuesday. Kind of like a Monday because I was not here yesterday. We ran a best of. I was caught up. Very busy with my coronation as the king. Ah, oh, It's hard. It's hard to be a simple man. But I try. Let me tell you what's going on right now. I am looking at an article from Communist News Network. That would be CNN. And I'm, I'm going to give it to you because I, if anyone's affected by this uh, serious and all dead seriousness, my heart goes out to you like you have no idea. I have been there and I know that feeling. And I'm talking about the unemployment line right now, which is heating back up. And that is a terrible, terrible situation. They say we are headed into a massive recession if we're not already in one. And I love the spin. CNN, like tries to make a pile of poop spray smell like roses by dressing it up because everyone knows this is 1,000% the President of the United States' fault and the Democratic leadership in this country. This is their, this is theirs, man. This is their turd with a bow on it. And they're trying to put a bow on it and make it look pretty, but it's bad. You like this kind of crap? Keep voting this way. I do not. I like motorcycles, too can't vote for anyone that's against motorcycles. I can't vote for anyone that doesn't want us to ride our dirt bikes on land that we pay taxes on. I do do not. I cannot get behind you, you tax-raising douchebag a-holes. But CNN loves those people, and they love tonguing their bung for them. So they're trying to put a spin on the really bad employment numbers that just hit. They say all signs are pointing towards a cooling labor market. You mean... 
more people are getting laid off. And by the way, they've been so big to show that the jobs, there's like, no, they can't get enough where everyone's got work that wants it. Yeah, my ass. It was called underemployed. And I've been that for about a decade now where you made a ton of money and then you aren't making any money anymore because the economy's been so effed up and you have been underemployed for a very long time working. I have three effing jobs. And I know a lot of you do too. And it's because the freaking government is so effed up that you have to do that to survive with inflation where it is. How did inflation get where it is? Well, you know. So CNN spun this and they're saying uh, unemployment rate technically fell 3.4% because there were 253,000 jobs. But hiring isn't strong across the board. Yeah, it's not. They say, and what happened is a certain certain sectors are really taking it in the shorts right now. We'll break this down. And if you're out there looking for work and you may have to change careers, no shame in that game. I've done it a few times myself. You bounce around. You can always go back to what you love or do it for fun and giggles. As long as it doesn't suck the life out of you. Uh, here's what we got. Um, they say where workers got laid off. The largest cut... Uh, segment of workers here recently is in recruiters, career coaches, and human resources. Because, well, when there's no jobs, recruiters don't really have work. So recruiters are out. Career coaches, you're like, yeah, I can't pay you because I can't pay my rent right now and I can't put food on my table. You're gone. It's like a personal trainer. One of the first things you cut. I've had them in my life when I had a lot of money. And then I've had, well, I'm a fat wanker that doesn't even have time to work out because I'm working so many crappy jobs to try to keep a roof over my head. Um, and then human resource professionals, that's going digital. That's one that's they're going to lose out to AI and apps and things like that. And why? Because companies are hurting. What do they do? They cut where they can. So those people are all in big, big troubles. Notable job cuts, they say, in transit and ground passenger services as well. Uh, also, construction is slowing down, but that's also a sign of the economy being in the toilet and us being in a recession, and construction will slow down as well. Good news, though, like your full-on house build will be down, but like people will go, like, you know what, I want to remodel. You might get smaller jobs. Hopefully, you keep a lot of smaller jobs, but they say there was also some construction hit. I know certain areas will always be the, the uh, opposite of the norm in situations like this, but they say the commercial real estate is also brutally taking it in the shorts right now. And as well are uh, even the ride shares and stuff like that are, are cooling off because that crap's all expensive. And people don't have the money. So it is freaking crazy out there, man. And CNN's trying to put a big pretty package on it and say, oh, no, everything's great. And everything's not fucking great. It is not. Things are crappy right now. And we got to hunker down, do the best we can, and get through it. Here's another thing. They say the biggest gain across all industries is average hourly earnings for workers rose 24 cents. Oh, wow, that's great. 24 cents. You know what my inflation is? Because I'm pretty sure just my grocery bill in the last year or two since President Dumb Senile Dementia Dumbass got in office my grocery bill alone is another three, four hundred bucks more a month than it was before he got there. Just that. 
So 24 cents an hour isn't going to help Dick. You can take that and shove it up your tax and ass because they're going to take 10 cents of that. Freaking a-hole bastards. Yeah, it's, it's a load of crap. We get inflation, they get increased taxes. Assholes. I'm stretched. Now I'm angry again. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Eli Tomac posted a social media clip yesterday where he said he was able to have his ruptured Achilles tendon surgically repaired on Sunday in Vail, Colorado, just the very next day after rupturing it. Says he's very thankful for the love and support of the fans and his team. And then he goes on to state he's going to wait at least a month or so before he makes any decisions on what he's going to do as far as retiring or coming back or what's going to happen. I got to tell you, this is still a tough one to swallow for all the fans out there that saw Eli just so close to his third championship. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big Fortnite. It is a Stretch show on a Tuesday. <sighs> I got to get away from serious stories. They make me mad. The only thing very serious is that, well, Stretch is the most gifted, accurate radio psychic in the history of the world, and it was proven on Saturday. Chase Sexton's going to be the Supercross champ, and Stretch told you that before the season started, before one gate drop. Here's another thing in all seriousness to talk about that. Uh, I know everyone's like, dude, it was Eli's to, to win, and, and it was. Eli had it. All he had to do was race Saturday night and then this weekend in Utah, and Eli was your, with, had his third Supercross championship. Here's the problem. Chase really had it. How many crashes did we see Chase go down with a few laps that cost him points? Remember, he got docked seven points at one point. Chase was taking it in the shorts all season long. It truly, he was the fastest guy on the track all season. Chase was. He just couldn't put it all together, and he kept having like little mistakes and little crashes, and it was like, all right, he screwed himself out of it. And then, voila, kid's back. Kid stayed consistent, just kept riding, didn't get hurt. He's also 23 years old. So, as much as, as it's crushing to see what happened to Eli Tomac, you gotta look back and be like, you know what? Chase deserves this. He he he's been that good all year. So, I'm not mad, and I'm not looking at it as a fluke that Chase Sexton will be the Supercross champion, and I know a bunch of douchebags are because I see the comments on social media. Of people talking smack and I'm like dude that guy really earned it you know as much as Eli earned it and deserved it so did Chase just like outdoor last year would you would you have been mad if Chase would have won outdoor last year when Eli edged him out in the final round no it was a great battle no one got hurt no one went down with a serious injury like what Eli got especially such a fluke but you're like alright they both earned it they both deserved that champion whoever got it deserved it and Chase is right there this year, so uh, I have nothing but sheer uh, respect to him. And if you missed the interview with Chase earlier, it is coming up again in the final hour of the stretch show here in a moment. We will kick off with it. Let me give you a little less serious story coming out of Nashville. I got a teenage boy. He's a bad boy. He went to a school, and he stole a school bus from Kip College Prep in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and he went for a little joyride. Thing is, the 5-0 were on him in no time. Whoop, whoop. It's the sound of the beast. And they came rolling up on him. And the kid said, you know what? I got, I got a full tank of gas. I got a school bus, and I'm fine. I got a half a pack of cigarettes. 
It's nighttime and I'm wearing sunglasses. What could go wrong? Oh no, that's the Blues Brothers. And then he just punched it. And he took off. And when he did, the police gave chase. Reaching speeds on I-40 of up to 65 miles an hour, which is solid when you're 14 years old, shouldn't even really be driving, and you get a school bus rolling 65 miles an hour in a high, semi-high-speed police pursuit. He did try to run over a person at a market, so he's going to have some extra charges on top of that. The boy who is living in Antioch at a home is in state custody now. He did uh, have a little crash, hit a diesel fuel pump at a Casey's Market when he tried to run somebody over. So I don't know if someone stood in front of him to stop it. He just tried to run him down. And uh, he also hit a car, too. Maybe not the greatest driver ever, but he got a school bus and he got it up to 65 miles an hour. So here's to you, Mr. Juvenile Thief School Bus Stealer. That's what I say. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy. All right, getting ready to wrap it up and get into the final hour of the stretch show with Chase Sexton and the wrap it up go home broham from Pennywise. Coming up on a big four nine. Big forty nine. Time to put a bow on this one for King Stretch. I might just shorten my name to King Stretch. Something like that. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Everything's fluid. Moving forward, everything's fluid. Everything's going to change. Oh, man. I am one burned out, tired mofo. I'll tell you that. There is wonderfulness, though, in being the most accurate radio psychic in the history of ever. Thanks to the tarot cards. No thanks to myself. I did absolutely nothing. I just gave out the message that the cards gave me. That's what I did. All right, I'm going to pack it up tomorrow. I got uh, a whole bunch more interviews. We've got to get to, you know who got really hosed in the weekend is Jet Lawrence. He clinches the championship and no one's talking about it because there's so much drama and news in that 450 class. And the Eli Tomac thing is just taking over everything. Uh, like, we seriously don't know if Eli's ever going to race again. I hope he does. I would love to see him get back for the playoffs, but I don't know if that's possible. The Achilles is a long-time heel. And then to get on a dirt bike and pound it like he does? I, I, I just wish him the best. A great dude. So we'll see what happens. All right. I am uh, going to pack it up. I'll, like I said, tomorrow we'll get some more interviews on, and we'll rerun the Chase Sexton interview from today. If you missed that, shout-out to Chase Sexton. Congratulations to Chase Sexton. There is no shine off that throne for you, my man. You have earned that, and you are the Supercross champion for 2023. And let me be the first to congratulate you on that. So, insane. All right. Time to get up out of here, though. I'll be back tomorrow for the Hump Day show. Still battling through, man. Man, do I got a hell of a work schedule. See if I can get in this Saturday. Because if not, apparently they're going to summon demons and then I'm going to have problems back in the studio and then the really great people that we love are going to get hurt and I, I got to stop that. But none of us have no idea that, that the hell they unleashed by blowing smoke up Daniel Blair's ass. I'm just telling you. It was like a voodoo curse they put on, on Eli Tomac when they did that. It's 100% their fault. 100%. I got to fix this. All right, we'll see what happens. I'm getting out of here now. I will talk to you tomorrow. 
Until then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America. <laughs>